It's Wednesday, June 17. This is Professor Mitch. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world markets and economies. The virus is still an issue, but our biggest problem is the border dispute between China and India. These are two of our major trading partners. They're the two largest domestic economies after the U.S. The good news is the U.S. is bigger than China and India combined economically, but from the perspective of population, they have a lock on being the two biggest countries in the world. Why they want to fight over a mountain range, I mean, this, this border dispute is in the Himalayas um, on land that's not that developed. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But it does pose a potential problem for the U.S. economy. However, gold is still trading between 1650 and 1750 an ounce. It was 1736 last. It got above 1750 for a day or two, and then it traded back. Oil, which traded up, traded back a little bit. Rumors it was going to crash, didn't. Oil domestically is still trading close to $40 a barrel. West Texas Intermediate is quoted at 38 a barrel. The Brent's quoted at 41 a barrel. Right, so things aren't that bad. They're, I mean, they're, they could be a lot worse. Right, unemployment we'll get to in a second, but personal income in the month of May was up 10.5%. That's a big increase, all right? Auto sales have recovered dramatically. Still bad, still down, right? But auto sales were only 168,000 units in April. They recovered to 312,000 units in May. I believe June will be over 550,000 units. July will start to head us towards a million units. And by September or October, we could easily be above a million units. Usually it's a million two to a million five units per month. All right. So the automobile industry is key. It's got to recover. If it doesn't recover, then unemployment will indeed go back and test the highs, if not surpass them. If the automobile industry crashes, it is very easy to see 50 million people unemployed in this country. So it is a key industry. But Auto sales are recovering, as we'll see in a second. You know, people, consumers are spending money, um, and you can see it even in the sovereign debt markets. Sovereign debt was for a long time a safe haven. It is still a safe haven. People are still buying sovereign debt, which is a great thing because the U.S. is issuing a ton of sovereign debt in order to finance the stimulus payments that we're making to our citizens. But you see it even in other nations. Mexico can now borrow money in the international markets around 6%. They were up to 8% back in February, January, end of January. Brazil, which couldn't borrow in the international markets, now can borrow money under 7%. Their debt's quoted at 694. The industrial economies in Europe continue to trade in the sovereign debt markets very well. And even the weak economies like Greece is under 1.5%. It's down to 1.15%. Italy continues to trade under 1.5% at 1.41%. And even Spain, which is a problem economy, can borrow debt cheaper than the U.S. at 0.55%. So there's still some buying going on in sovereign debt. But I have said before, and I continue to say, that that money, sovereign debt, the importance of sovereign debt, the use of sovereign debt as a safe haven is now transitioning over into risk 
and investors are definitely taking risk. We see that in the stock markets. All of the global stock markets are doing better.、Right? Europe, everything's up. In the U.S., things got a little weak. It got a little scary. That's recovered. The Dow is above twenty-six thousand. It's even on the year. Right? The S&P 500 is over three thousand. It's up over almost to sorry to nine percent for the year. Nasdaq is almost at ten thousand. It's up over twenty-seven percent for the year. And even the New York Stock Exchange, where, as I've said before, the big balance sheet companies trade, even that is down, is back from minus twelve percent to minus five percent. And I substantially, totally believe that those these companies will start to work themselves out, and you'll see the New York recover. Part of that belief is founded on the fact that single-family residence sales and mortgage applications are all up. We didn't get into the forbearance foreclosure cycle that we did in 2007-2009. In single-family residences, sales are up, housing starts are up, mortgage rates are still very attractive. Mortgage applications are off the charts. All the big mortgage companies are incredibly busy, and I think this will continue. Housing prices have gone up a little bit. I think they're going to go up more. I think that's due. To the fact that people are leaving cities, especially young families,、uh, even single people are starting to look at moving out of the city. Not necessarily far away, but not in the city, trying to achieve nicer lifestyles or same lifestyles, lower costs of rent, lower cost of 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 entertainment. All right, so so that's. That's going to continue to help the economy in a major way. It's going to continue to help automobile sales in a major way, and that will be a good balance to the disaster going on in commercial real estate. Office properties are still a major question mark. Malls and properties focused on consumer products, consumerism—you know, your local stores, even your local restaurants. There's a huge question as a question mark. As to what comes back with that stuff, we don't know. All right,、um, the travel industry, of course, is still a disaster.、Uh, we see that with the, you know what the hotel bookings are still fairly weak,、uh, though there certainly are some hotel bookings. The airlines are flying more people, which is a positive. The car rental business is still a disaster.、Um, Hertz is trying to dig its way out of bankruptcy, and it's not doing a very good job, unfortunately. They were going to try an equity offering in the next week or two, and I believe that the Securities and Exchange Commission will not let them do that, because there's a real question as to whether they'll make it even with this money they're raising. So there's still some real problems in the economy. The virus is still a problem. We are edging, I believe, significantly closer to a vaccine that will work and some sort of drug treatment. That will help people who get the virus who are hospitalized. Once those hit, once then we can really open up the economy. We've seen some negative effects in reopening economies. Certain states are spiking back up in cases, but remember, some of this is due to the fact that we have testing protocols in place that we didn't have in place five months ago. So more people are getting tested, more people are aware of the virus, more people are seeking treatment if they think they have the virus. So it's not 
totally surprising that viral cases will spike a little bit as we reopen the economy. But hopefully everyone will get the signal that social distancing and using a mask can definitely help. Car sales recovering, housing recovering, that's already being put into the stock market. And I actually think that from the second half of the summer on, we'll see some real strength in our economy. And that strength will allow us to drive the Dow back towards 29,000. It will allow us to finance all this deficit that we're taking on in order to uh, uh, provide stimulus payments for businesses and, and citizens. And then we get to Christmas, and Christmas is the big question mark. But if the holiday season turns out to be good, I do believe that we could see the Dow back to 29,000 or close there too. And that's sort of my prediction for the future. Let's take a look at next week. Always some interesting things going on. Stay tuned. Speak to you then.